Did you guys see the video of the OB top in DSJ dunk contest? Yeah, that shit was sick. That's that's, that's the real hardware the Knicks are going to be picking up over the next few years, just like the Nate Robinson days, baby. Slam dunk award trophy. <laughs> Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, home of the zestiest takes in a blunt's worth of time. Three Knicks addicts. What's up, Dougie Fresh? Yo, if we have 2010 Derrick Rose and Kirk Heinrich and Luol Deng and Carlos Boozer and Joe Kim Noah, we win that game tonight. Period. End of story. That's a funny form of logic, but okay. T-Boy, how you doing? Year, year, year. Three years for how many games back the Knicks are from the worst record in the league. That's that shining positive outlook I look for in a Knicks podcast. And it's me, Monty, the most saddened Knicks fan. Final score, Utah Jazz 108, New York Knickerbockers 94. Womp, womp. Walt Walt Suit? Cheeky checkered. He had a pink shirt for the first half and gray for the second half. Let's get into quick hits. Quick hits. Tale of two halves. Let's give out these flowers. The Austin Rivers, who's your daddy, most valuable player, goes to the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. He grabbed 19 rebounds and swatted four shots to go along with his 18 points. The Will You Accept This Leon Rose Award for exuding second-round trade value goes to Austin Rivers. He dropped 25 points in the first half on 10 of 10 shooting before missing every shot he took in the second. The Tibbs throat coat scream of the game happened when Austin Rivers got confused and committed an intentional foul at half court with 3.2 seconds left in the third. And the Ish Smith Clyde Crush Award goes to the Killeen Texas native Royce O'Neal, who enjoyed his season high with 20 points. And the sad stat of the game: the Knicks were outscored 62 to 35 in the second half. This game had promise, but just like the road trip as a whole, it sort of petered out. But it's time for us to say it out loud on the show. This season has been eminently more enjoyable than the past four or five. Austin Rivers, who is paid uh, one-twelfth of what an elite NBA player gets, plays like an elite NBA player just about one-twelfth of the time. R.J. Barrett, while notably less aggressive in recent games, has comfortably added a three-ball to his ever-growing bag of tricks and projects to be a cornerstone of wherever we end up going. Quickly, despite a rough outing tonight, is soaking up the game like a sponge and is primed to handle a heavier share of the responsibility as the season wears on. And whatever happens with Julius Randle, he deserves supreme kudos for taking a step forward as a leader for a young team coming into its own. And Obi Toppin has a pretty fun name to say. Salute to all the real Knicks fans out there, not you, Andrew Yang, especially the ones who watched all 192 minutes of this road trip. Brighter days are coming, baby. This day in sad Knicks history, January 26th, 
2016, Oklahoma City, 128. New York, 122 in overtime. The Thunder had one of the blandest, wackish jerseys and still dripped on us. KD dropped 44, a season high. But for the true ball fans, we got to see Aaron Oflalo do his thing. Oh, what could have been with Aaron Aflalo and Porzingis. Oh, yeah, and that Thunder team. Here's R.J. Barrett. Gets in the paint. Nice feet inside the random. Mitchell is back for the Jazz, but he has not been a factor. Barrett. Rowan Barrett Jr. He's the highest draft pick the Knicks have had since the Hoya Destroya, Patrick Ewing, in 1985. And although he'll never have the hyper star power of his draft mate, Zion and Ja, he has already answered a lot of the questions about his game this season. He looks more comfortable. The shot looks better. His free throws are falling. And Knicks fans feel comfortable about calling him our franchise player. Nevertheless, every night we are clamoring for him to get more touches. Is his secondary role to Julius Randle, where we often find him hiding in the corner for plays on end, stunning his development? Seven for 11 from the field, three for three from downtown tonight against Utah. He is the picture of efficiency right now. He's letting the game come to him. He's course corrected for a sort of erratic start to the year. And I like the way that he's adjusted. Now the next step is to increase the aggression because the Knicks need more scoring and RJ's the man to do it. He's learning the tertiary ways that an NBA player has to score, has to move, has to cut. It takes a while to learn these things if you're the number one option. And as a youngster, learning from others, it's a way of moving along slowly. Maybe in the James Harden role that he originally had in Oklahoma City, kind of cutting off the ball, doing different things that aren't, you know, ball dominant, but gets him touches and lets him know the game. The biggest problem I see is the offensive strategy. Tibbs seems convinced that the best way to create buckets is to let one person cook and have four guys just stand around. And I'm tired of not seeing R.J. Barrett get a single easy bucket and a single play ran for him that isn't him doing a bailout in the final five seconds of the shot clock. He's shown a lot of creativity, though, in creating for other players. He had four assists tonight. He had a couple really nice passes, one to Mitch that I can remember just off the top of my head. And I, I think that is the way forward for this team to get some easier shots. Let RJ create in the lane, draw some pressure, draw some defense, and kick out. I think you're just proving my point a little bit, though, that RJ needs the ball in his hands. He's already a better passer than Julius Randle. Leave the stats aside. He always delivers it to the right position for shooters to take shots and for people to finish. And furthermore, it it speaks to the fact that we're just stale on offense. Every play that we're seeing RJ make is one that he has to create for himself. Look, even the greats sometimes have to take a role that isn't theirs to begin with. Kevin Durant was a shooting guard when he was a rookie. So no matter what, the greatness within RJ is going to shine through. I don't think the Knicks are like incompetent enough to screw up this situation. Every single time he comes down with the ball, he has confidence and aggression, which gives me confidence and aggression to hate on anybody hating on RJ. 
the coalescing process is going to happen slower than we want. We're Knicks fans. We want that microwave. We want the 2012-13 team ready to go, ready to compete, ready to contend. Well, a lot of our younger players, man, they got a ways to go, and that's okay. And they show flashes. Quickly, 31 points the previous night. Tonight, six. Not so great. But look, a day at a time, a game at a time, a season at a time, these guys are coming along and there is a core that is starting to peak out and emerge. And if we can get our young guys quickly, Barrett, Mitch, Toppin, I mean, maybe Knox, who knows what happened to him, to coalesce all together on the same night, then we'll really be over the moon when we talk on this show. Knox is headed to Detroit for Tibbs' first love, Derrick Rose, which will is another thing that might ruin the development of this young squad as Tibbs chases the 40th victory of the season and the 10th slot in the East. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, some rumors came out today that J.J. Redick might be available, Lonzo Ball might be available, and that the Knicks have already made calls about Derrick Rose because Tibbs just can't help himself. He's got his inner circle. He's got a little Lacostra Nostra. He can't help himself. He's got to get those trusted players around him. Are any of those trades for, – for me, I think the Redick trade is the best look for the Knicks. Because- there is no trade proposed yet. Like, what would it be for Knox? Like, Sure. Nobody wants any of our trash prospects. We cannot trade anybody. We need to hold on to the team that we have. Go slow. Who here actually thinks that if we got Derrick Rose, that Tibbs would actually play quickly over Alfred Payton? That is the question. That is the scary, scary part of this rumor that's come out today. Absolutely. I hope this rumor is like most rumors and just complete horseshit. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blanta. Oh, bonjour, bonjour. Do you have a cigarette? Of course I do. Ooh, are you a basketball fan? I see LeBron James shoes on your feet. Why, yes. Are you a basketball fan too? Why, yes. Two residents of Paris basketball fans? What a coincidence. Who's your team? Ah, Les New York Knicks. Oh, less blues and orange, yes. Why cannot they not get a great French player? Frederick Weiss, pooh. Frank Nilekina, you know he was born in Belgium. How come the good French players go to boring American cities, Utah and San Antonio? New York, we want to be allied with you. We gave you the Statue of Liberty. Why can't we give you a great French player? We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, as Andrew Wiggins once said, yelling and screaming isn't necessarily coaching. coaching.